Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show I have uh, my special guest is a very good friend of mine, the amazing Valerie Shepherd. How are you Valerie? I'm great Natalie, thank you so much. Now uh, we actually, uh, you, we have you here, you've just written a book which is being released right now called Happy To Be Me. Um, but it was quite a journey that you've been on, a quite an inspirational journey that you're on to, to get to writing this book. Um, so, which is why I have you here on the show because it's all about inspirational stories. So, why don't we start with your, like, with your background, what you do, and then then the particular story leading up to writing the book? Because I think it's really going to help a lot of our viewers, you know, get inspired to step up to the next level. Okay. Um, the book is the culmination of a long journey of very unhappy times, um, thinking I was happy but not really feeling that on the inside, having a lot of worldly success but not a lot of inner fulfillment, having a lot of material things that you know everybody said would make you happy, money, uh, great career, big titles, all kinds of perks, but kind of feeling empty, disconnected, and unfulfilled at the end of the day. And actually going so far as to have kind of physiological ramifications show up, like almost thinking I was having a heart attack and finding out it was really energetic. It was really mentally and emotionally. Uh, the cause and effect were really mental and emotional and not necessarily a physiological problem. Right. And then really wanting to figure out how could I be creating that? Like how is... How am I having a life that is so great on a lot of measurable uh, worldly parameters level, but so not what I want on a higher level? And that took a few um, years of questions and answers and classes and some really awesome stuff. And, and through that process of discovering the answers, I decided, wow, wouldn't it be nice if I could distill what I'm experiencing and how my expression has changed, if I could turn all that into a guidebook to help other people do it a lot faster <laughs> and um, maybe with some guidance along the way because I was just making stuff up. I was just, well, I'll try this and I'll try that and I'll go here and I'll listen to this person. I'll read that book and I'll do this workshop. And so I just, the book came out of uh, wanting to give back um, to people who are just like me, on mm. looking for their radical sabbatical. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you actually work with a lot of uh, younger people as well through through the university or the college, I should say. Yes, I do. I used to uh, I used to work exclusively with adults, and then I did a retreat in Costa Rica, and the youngest person was 15, and the oldest person was 80. And the 15-year-old had no trouble catching up, not keeping up with the older ones. And in fact, she shifted a lot faster. I mean, I think it's because she doesn't have as much baggage. <laughs> she doesn't have as much conditioning. She's not so set in her ways as I would be. And so I decided, well, you know, maybe there's something to this younger people. They have baggage, believe it or not. At age 17, I thought, what kind of baggage could they possibly have? And we all did at age 17. Yeah. And so I started doing some research and found that suicide is like the number two cause of death between the ages of 17 and 25. That the number one thing on college campuses is stress and anxiety. And uh, I was teaching part-time at the University of California, Irvine. There's 30,000 kids on that campus. And I thought, I bet you if we did something here, if there was 
some way to help them with their stress, we could. And, and so we've started doing that, and it's the most rewarding thing. So awesome, as you know. Yes. <laughs> so, so the principles that you talk about in the book can really be applied to anyone of any age. Any age, any lifestyle, any time. I mean, the principles really are about creating a lifestyle. I mean, the book is, it does talk about, this is not a quick, you know, snap your fingers, take a pill, do a couple exercises, and boom, your life magically changes and you're happy. That's kind of not what I talk about. It talks about what is the lifestyle that a happy person lives. Like, how is it that you change this whole thing that you're being and all the things that you're doing such that they align with you at your happiest? For some people, for me, that meant leaving my corporate job and shifting what I was doing. For other people, it'll be shifting the attitude through which they do what they do. So for some of us, it's like a wholesale change. For other people, it's not. And it can kind of fit people at different ages and with different dynamics and with different lifestyle going on around them. Right. So what do you think is the reason that most people feel unhappy? I believe if it's any, if they're anything like me, that I think it's that we're out of alignment with where we're supposed to be and who we really are. Mm -hmm. That we're trying to create happiness and we actually have it. I mean, I had really great, wonderful experiences that I would say, I'm happy. The problem was they were kind of, you know, highs and lows. And there was this big standard deviation from the middle. And it's like, who is our center? Who are we really? And what are we really here for? And I think a lot of people are chasing after what they were told would bring them happy. You know, we get success and then we're happy. We make more money and then we're happy. We get a child and then we're happy. The children leave the house and we have an empty nest and we're happy. We get retired and then we're happy. And it's really not about that. And so if, as people are open to saying, okay, the model of happiness is kind of broken, at least yeah. for me. Um, and I'm willing to open myself up to what is what is real and true for me. And there's an extra step in there that has to be, and I'm willing to look at myself as the primary cause to the effect. A person who's not willing to see how they are either getting closer to, they're taking themselves closer to their happiness or keeping themselves farther away from their happiness, if they don't see themselves as the cause, then it's probably not going to work. That's right. That's right. So, so um, can you share maybe one or two of the insights uh, yeah. that you have in the book? Yes, okay. So I'll, I'll share the four steps, right? Okay. So there, it's four steps. And I, I call it to being happy to be me. But what's really important is to understand that the ME and the title, it's capitalized. And it's an acronym that stands for Magnificent Essence, which really is all of us. We are not just humans. We're divine beings. We have divine spirit with us as well as human ability and consciousness that's here, right? And so the Emmy in the book talks about how do you make this journey from being ruled by the mighty ego, lowercase Emmy, to the uppercase Emmy, where you're far more spiritual in your everyday approach to your life, your everyday receiving of your life, all of that stuff. And so the four steps are, step number one is wake up to the truth of who you are. Recognize that you're divine and accept and be that divine person. And then step two, shake up and release everything that's not that. So 
if I say that I'm divine, then where does judgment fit in? Where does self-recrimination fit in? Where does guilt fit in? Where does forgiveness fit in? Where does shame fit in? So it's looking at all those different aspects that a person may be carrying or that I was carrying and saying, well, wait, if I agree that I'm divine, probably this judgment of myself as less than, unlovable, ugly, stupid, whatever that is, isn't worthy of me. I've got to get rid of it. And then step three is make up a new story of what you want your life to be. And actually the key to that is putting yourself in the middle and in the beginning and saying, I'm the star of this movie. And then step four is take up the reins and go live it. So what are the practices that you need? Who are the people that you need in your life? What stuff do you, do you need this career? Can you be your magnificent essence in this career? Or do you, do you believe you need to be somewhere else? Yeah. So that's kind of how it goes. Right. Well, you uh, you had a very uh, monumental event happen just recently. So uh, I was wondering if you don't mind sharing what happened and how you applied the principles that you wrote about in the book to your situation. I'd love to. So the monumental experience was that I had a, a massive uh, stroke. Um, I say massive because the doctors characterize it as a catastrophic hemorrhagic brain bleed, which basically means a blood vessel bursts, your brain fills up with the blood until they can get the bleeding to stop, and then, you know, all bets are off. This kind of stroke only happens, I guess, 15% of the time or less. It kills a bunch of the people that it happens to. I don't know the numbers, but people, the doctors tell me most of the people who have this kind of stroke don't survive it, or they come out with some major problems. And um, so I was teaching a workshop, and decided to have a stroke in the middle of the workshop. So um, I just was talking and lost the ability to move. And I didn't fall down or anything like that. So the people could tell that there was something wrong. They helped me get into a chair. And then it just went on from that. And I lost consciousness sometime after I got into the ambulance. And I was in a coma for four days, in and out. And, um, but really miraculous things happened. The bleed stopped. The doctors, when my mom got to the hospital, said, we don't know if she's going to wake up. We don't know if we're going to have to do a craniotomy, which is where they drill a hole to let the blood out. It just, they were prepared, and it just stopped. The next thing happened, I, on day four, I woke up, and I tried to talk. I couldn't talk, which I thought was hilarious. I do improv comedy, and so, in, in, this is a sidebar. So in improv comedy, one of the fun things is to talk in gibberish, and it sounds like, blah, 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 right? Well, that's the way I sounded. And so I'm like, wait a minute. It sounds like a perfect sentence in my head. It's mm. coming out like total gibberish. What's going on? So then I'm thinking, oh, great. I'm a speaker and an author and a teacher, and I can't speak. So it was, um, it was an interesting awakening. And uh, I went back to sleep at that point. I kind of said, well, Stephen Hawking does it. I remember thinking that. Well, Stephen Hawking does it, so I'll figure it out. So something was going on inside me that was still willing to do some very important things. And one of them, to me, is accepting and allowing. So there's, there was, uh, the body had a stroke. There was nothing to do about it. Sometimes we're doing our best and stuff happens that isn't what we would have chosen, but it happens. And in that moment, I think a number one thing is to ex accept it, allow it, and see what's in it for you. I mean, I truly believe 
that life is happening for us, not to us, but only when we're willing to receive it that way. When we're willing to go, okay, <laughs> I'm talking gibberish. <laughs> What's going on here? What's the gift? What's going on? Exactly. And like yeah. sitting up there and going, there. it's got to be for me. If you believe that life is really this magical thing that you're here to live, then everything is that, not just the stuff that looks good on the surface. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of did that. And I will tell you this, Natalie, what I loved about it was I feel like I've been doing what's in my book for years since I started writing it. But there have been times when I've wanted to do it better, when I've wanted to, like, I really want to embody these principles and live it, not just teach it. I want to be that. I would, I would rather people learn from me being it than from me talking about being it. I'll do both, but I'd love for them to just be with me and see that. And yeah. so I feel like the stroke gave me these beautiful opportunities to embody what I teach. And I'm really excited because I actually did it. I mean, it, every day is not perfect. There were some days where I was like, what the heck? And, but it's been... Um, it's been quite a journey. So allowing and receiving is one. I think the second thing is doing your best to stay in your highest vibration at all times. There were definitely tears. I mean, when I woke up and my body didn't work. So my speech came back all at once. Boom. It just dropped in. I started talking and I was like, oh, I'm not hearing gibberish. It's working. But then the right side of my body was what I thought was paralyzed. So even going through the, okay, when I left the ICU, I was there for a week, and they sent me to a rehab hospital. I thought I was going to the rehab hospital to learn how to live life with half of a body. And that's not really what, but I was going to go. I was like, okay, let's get there. Let's get it started. What do I do? Who do I see? What am I, like, let's get this going, and how do I make this work, and how do I be what I'm supposed to be here with it like looking like this now instead of like that? And uh, so that was really important. Like, okay, what is, is. Stay out of resistance. See what is and look for how that works. And so that was that. When I got there, they were like, you're not paralyzed. It's just part of the stroke. You can get it all back. I was like, oh, my God. So that was really good. And I'd say the last thing is kind of um, people would say to me, I know you're sick of this and you're ready to get back to your normal life. And the more I heard that, I almost was like, yeah, that's right. But then, I don't know, I heard that with a different ear. And my heart was saying, what is that about? Like, I don't really want to go back to anything. What, who's to say what's back there was the way it should be, normal or my life as it should be? And so I really was willing to let that go and make exactly as it was. I'm just going to make this stroke and these situations, the ramifications, the way I look, the way I talk, the way I walk, all of it, the way it is, this is my life. And I'm going to make the best of it right now. I don't, I don't need to get back to something or to get back to get to full function. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that took a lot of pressure off and a lot of negativity and a lot of fear just dissolved away with me saying, this is me, I'm just going to do it like this now, and we'll see, new stuff will come in, and I'll learn that. Yeah, I know. You are a true inspiration, Valerie. Thank you. We're so blessed to know you, and I'm so glad that we got to share this story, because you're right, 
you you applied everything that you already know that you teach that you 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 are such a an embodiment of your message, um, and you're really doing so much to help raise the happiness of you know hundreds of thousands of people. So I'm so so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for the work that you do. Um, and if we if anyone's watching the show right now and they want to connect with you or to get their hands on the book, where can we send them to do that? Oh boy, they can go to happytobeme.net. That is the book website. You can contact me through that website. There's some videos there. There's uh, all the information about the book and ordering the book uh, in advance and buying it when it releases on June 8th. Wonderful. Uh, thanks again, Valerie, for joining me today. It's such a pleasure talking to you. So wonderful. Awesome. You, hey guys, I encourage you to share this video. You can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. Uh, make sure that you click the banner either to the side if you're watching this online or underneath if you're watching it on the app so you can go straight through to Valerie's website. And leave your email if you haven't done so already so we can send you the Manifesting with a Master's video e-course. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon.